0: I always thought of myself as more of a co-host Ooh, Co-host. <laughs>
1: well if we're all co-hosts doesn't that make us hosts
0: i don't know i just like co-hosts that's like that's got a good ring to it well, are may, may you uh,
2: appointing tim as the uh, lead anchor and we are just the co-hosts is that the uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: so someone's a sports reporter and someone's a weatherman i don't think that works like if you think about gaming and you play co-op it doesn't mean that you're less of a gamer.
0: It's just multiple gamers. I I just read the
2: teleprompter. That's all.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yes. Well, yeah, at least some of us can. Um, All right. So our drinks this evening. Uh, I am drinking Japanese whiskey once again. What are you drinking? I'm
2: uh, gone to WA with a uh, little creatures pale ale delicious mm. oh I love
0: little creatures mm. pale ears. how about you Robin? I'm drinking a Pinot, Pinot Grigio or in these parts it's known as a Pinot Grigio <laughs> <laughs> um, which is a white wine this one's actually from Italy ah. from somewhere called Trentino apparently uh the waters flow from the Alps around their, their winery. I don't know. I can't taste the Alps, but who knows?
2: <laughs> you well, can't taste the Alps. Ha, have I, have that you
0: could been be to like the, Alps? the episode?
1: <laughs> but have you been to the Alps? I've not. Maybe you are. I've you never been to know. the
0: Alps. That's, yeah, that's yeah, entirely possible. It could be,
1: it could be revealed. One it. day you'll go to the Alps, you will fall on your knees and lick the ground and be like Pinot Grigio. There it is. Yeah. <laughs> uh. All right, so how did you guys go? Did you get your reading done this week?
2: Yeah, all good. It's um bit enjoyable. Um I don't know, like I must say I, I am missing the uh the, the story from uh from Plato a little bit, but um I think this has still been um been some good reading though enjoying
1: it do you feel like it's a bit more grown up like a bit more serious because it causes you to reflect more because it's just like here's a statement bang and then all you have to do with that statement is either read the next one or chew on it mm.
2: well i mean we're uh, we're having to do the chewing that's for sure um <laughs> but, yeah, but yeah look i i guess the thing is you know it's not um it's not that we're kind of uh, sort of sorting through the read to try and find the the gold to talk about. It's like, here's the gold. If you can't recognize the gold, you need to think harder. You know, so... <laughs> <laughs> and I guess uh, given uh, I put myself out there as a hack, sometimes I need to, uh, to read it a few
0: times to try and uh, uncover it, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot more. It's certainly a lot more, this is what to do. There was not much, mm. this is what to do stuff in uh, in, uh, in, Plato. Mm.
2: I, and I think there's a bit more sort of um, implied um, stuff to think about here too, because some of them are quite, um, quite short. And so, um, you know, if you're looking for meaning in it, I think I have a tendency to, to, to look at the surface level first <laughs> and then to have to sort of think a bit harder about, you know, what's the real message here? It's, it can't just be the surface stuff. So I, I tend to be looking at things, uh, I suppose, trying to look at a couple of layers deep. <laughs> yeah.
1: No, yeah. fair enough. Well, um, let's get right into it. So we're up to... Uh, where did we finish? No, we didn't finish on... Up to number five. Women and children dying. We um, went to on to chapter <laughs> four. So that means we're up to part five. Uh, so I will... Uh, We'll jump over to our reading, and then we will discuss. Part 5 What disturbs men's minds is not events, but their judgments on events. For instance, death is nothing dreadful, or else Socrates would have thought so. No, the only dreadful thing about it is men's judgment that it is dreadful. And so, when we are hindered, or disturbed, or distressed, let us never lay the blame on others but on ourselves, that is, on our own judgments. To accuse others for one's own misfortunes is a sign of want of education. To accuse oneself shows that one's education has begun. To accuse neither oneself nor others shows that one's education is complete. Okay. So, um, what disturbs men's minds starting with this. So, um, judgment on events. So this is something that I thought about through the week. Um, those who know me know I've often overthought things. And so, um, many times this week, after what we read last week, I caught myself, uh, in a moment feeling, oh, this is a problem or this is this or this is that. Ah going ah this is but an impression (laughs) and this is not at all what it seems so what is this really and um, this speaks to that a bit more I think it's about our judgment on events Um, so straight away statement that I'm on board with and then it goes to that death thing and I'm like oh I feel like we just took a very big jump How did you feel about it,
0: guys? Yeah. I, no, uh, I, was just super, I I was just super, I was super pumped when he uh, gave our our boy Socrates a shout out. I was yeah. the same. <laughs> <laughs> um, just as, as a, so, anyway, he says what what disturbs men's minds is not events but judgments of events. My my dumbed down version of that is basically that. Uh, you can't control other people or events, but what you can control is your reaction. But then he goes on to talk about Socrates and he's, and death. And he says, death is not dreadful or else Socrates would have thought it so. Um, now we had a big discussion about what we should read first. Um, I think to understand Socrates' thoughts on death, you, you kind of have to go to the Apology, which is one of the ones that we didn't read first.
1: <laughs> right. Well, I know that Socrates was concerned that you forget everything because you go through that lake of forgetfulness or whatever it was mm. perhaps mm. I died I have forgotten exactly what it is but <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh well, I mean for, suffice for today's discussion basically Socrates didn't and, and you can you can infer it from the passage anyway but Socrates didn't think that was a big deal he's like it ain't no thing
2: hmm Yeah, well, you sort of got that impression even when they were sort of talking through uh, death in the Republic anyway. Um, You know, it's just a a step in the process as far as he's sort of concerned. But uh, but, but I did have to kind of laugh about it, that he was leaning so heavily on uh, Socrates as though, you know, I I mean, I think uh, Socrates is supposing something or, uh, you know, sort of leaning on, some alleged ancient wisdom around what happens in death and all that sort of thing. But, um, but in any case, I, I, I suppose that sort of in some sense is irrelevant because what he's really just talking about is um, no matter what the event is, the event is what the event is, how you feel about it is kind of a choice, I guess he's saying. And that um, if you're choosing to, you know, Put a slant on it that it's a that's dreadful and it's a bad thing. Then that's just sort of baggage you're putting on yourself. um Yeah, that's right. Yeah, the, the judgment of it is the problem, not the situation mm. itself.
0: You can't change the situation, basically, is what he's saying.
2: Yeah, I, we talked about last week. You know, saying you know death's a natural assumption that is going to occur because that's that's the end of life. So it's it's got to happen. So, um, you know, it's just, uh, an expectation, you know? So, uh, I think that was also part of one of the other learnings, maybe it comes up later as well. Um, actually I think it might have been something from Seneca around thinking about what the worst possible scenarios can be. And by understanding what the worst possible scenarios can be, i.e. I know someone's going to die eventually You're preparing you preparing yourself for it when it happens in a way mm. um so it's not a surprise
0: i think it did uh, answer one of our questions from earlier whether it's the right to what the right way to approach a text like this is through that kind of socratic lens so i think this mm. kind of points answers that question for us because he's obviously thinking of uh, socrates in some capacity for sure
1: it also feels yeah. a bit like some ethical answer that sometimes non-Christians criticize Christians for. It's like, Oh yeah, Jesus said so. Because the word you know? said it, so. <laughs> so yeah. it's like, well, Socrates says it's cool. So it's all good. You know, <laughs> we don't have to justify that <laughs> argument. So he was on board. So
0: 100%. it's all good. <laughs> yeah. um, but yeah, but cool. if anyone all is right. interested in Socrates, if anyone is interested in Socrates' thoughts on death, he does let's talk about it um, and reasons it out in that, in the apology.
1: Yeah, we'll get to that yeah. one day. Um, that one day. So I like what he moves on to though, where he says um, not to lay the blame on others um, for our hmm. feelings. That's a that's a really hard thing to do. Sometimes people hurt your feelings or frustrate you, uh, and quite often it's not intentionally. But even if it is intentionally, um, there's some wisdom here. Like at times you come across difficult people in life, and if you can. Just accept that that's that's a thing you can't control. You can't control that that person's difficult, but you can absolutely control how you respond, um, and whether or not you let that harm you. Yeah, it's a good piece of advice.
2: I, I think it's good for uh, for for most everyday stuff. Um, I just find it funny um, how uh, he, he just keeps pulling death into it, I, and I guess it's the most extreme example that he can utilize right and so that maybe that's why it's kind of the go-to when he's trying to make these sort of positions um but i think that that is a a harder it's always a harder one to think about and i suppose that's why he's putting it in there but you know someone could die because of some other person's fault right get a child gets run over and hit on the road or something like that and, and dies in a tragic sort of sense it's pretty hard not to blame somebody else when you know someone else is to blame. Right. Um, so, um, so maybe it's just about sort of understanding and just understanding your feelings on that as much as being, um, uh, how do I put it aside from just knowing who may be responsible for something. It's okay to know if somebody is responsible, but, is that going to change the situation? I, I suppose it's not, um, or it isn't. Well, I think that's why he, straight after that, he, um, talks
1: about the education, you know, mm. um, to accuse others for your own misfortune means you're not educated. If yep. you blame yourself, then you're partly educated. Mm. And, uh, if you don't blame anybody, then, you're fully educated.
0: Yeah, it's just it is tough because I mean, I, I mean, there, there are two levels in which way to think about this. Because let's just say someone, uh, I don't know, someone steals your shit, right? Um, that's obviously their fault, right? Mm. So you can control your reaction to that, but that that doesn't eliminate the fact that they've taken your stuff. But then sure. I don't think he's. I don't think he's calling people to be passive. I think he's mm. just calling people to, um, uh, I guess, to control their reaction.
1: Well, one of the four virtues of the Stoics was justice. So I think they would uphold that justice has to be served in that scenario.
0: But, it would, but they would but suggest just... that you do it dispassionately, which actually makes sense because if you're acting... Uh, out of revenge or anger, then you're less likely to be dispassionate in the way that you dispense justice and you're likely to become unjust. So I think it still stands up. But I just Mm. just think that, practically speaking, it's hard to sort of sit there and go, yeah, if someone actually does you a real wrong Mm. and it it really was their fault, I think you can still lay blame at their feet. But, I mean...
1: what does that mean that... Does that demonstrate that the pursuit of just... Of of um, being just or of virtue is actually I don't well, unnatural maybe or
0: unusual. No, I think least. it's yeah. I, I don't, maybe unnatural is not the right word. But if you go back to um, Socrates's thing about the human spirit, where you've got the man, the lion, and the and the Hydra, people generally are going to. Um, the man is is supposed to be reason, right? So unless you're actually stopping and thinking about things, that that reason part of man's not going to be the business in control. So people, I guess, more naturally would have the lion or the hydra in control unless they think about it. So I, I suppose that's where he's coming from too. You've got to you got to you to think about these things.
2: But I think you know one of those um, virtues that we're always talking about in the republic and again sort of getting platonic on it um, was about uh, temperance and and this is yep. almost like a technique specifically for temperance um, and just trying to cool your jets and and think about things logically um, rather than emotionally And that's yeah, true if
0: you're not exercising temperance that's also going to be a hindrance to justice isn't it 100%
2: yeah, it's, it's got to be a tricky line to walk because you'd have to think if you were um, fully exercising this principle, um, I don't know, maybe it isn't the way it's intended, but the, the way it sort of sounds, if you're it on a, on a dry read, you know, you're going to be insulating yourself fully. And um, you think if something like pretty tragic happened, you'd, you know, it's
0: natural to well, find something. It's, yeah, um, it's interesting to put it that way because it was something that I was thinking about. I don't know whether to raise it or not, but what he's describing is almost like disconnecting yourself. Mm. Um, I don't know whether that's the right word. Disassociating yourself from the event. Um, yeah. I wonder, I'm not a psychologist, but I'm wondering what a psychologist would say about that, whether that's healthy in the extreme or not. I, I think it would definitely go
2: against modern thinking. Um, which is, you need to feel everything, express everything and, Admit um, your feelings.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's not and, my uh... experience. <laughs> um, <laughs> when I, when I've seen psychologists before and this is essentially what they taught, Right. it's, um, it, it's, it's, you know, just because there's, cause I, obviously it was for anxiety for me. So it's like, you have mm. this feeling, you need to stop and check the facts and remove the emotion and then change your response and control your response.
2: That might be a different sort of set of rules around like sort of anxiety versus maybe dealing with grief or I suppose it's, it's different things in the toolkit, if you know what I mean? Yeah, true. Yeah.
0: Um, Well, could you, um, can you imagine, uh, like a, a scenario where this could become a negative, like if you were too, um, like detached, I suppose you could mm. be, but I don't, I don't think that's what he's advocating for. But.
2: Well, I, I think certainly um, you would see, um, I think, people who, who work in really high-stress situations, um, like particularly, like let's say, people who work in emergency rooms or like uh, AMBOs or something like that and have to kind of like separate and detach the, the work and the job and the, the getting it done from the emotional feeling of, of the people. Um, and I know like people sometimes end up with like PTSD over stuff like that. And, um, you know, it's, it's really hard to um, like people who, who work in that job for a long time, I think often are able to do that sort of petitioning and able to separate things. Mm. Um, and people who,
0: who aren't Actually, able yeah. to stick it out have
2: difficulty separating the two, you know,
0: You're right. That could be where it's that could be where it's dangerous if if you develop a coping mechanism where you detach yourself from the the facts, not the facts, Mm. but you know you detach you you detach your emotional reaction to what's happened in front of you. If you were to do that all the time, you might. I'm guessing you'd probably find it difficult to form relationships, or it could be damaging to intimate relationships. You know, if you have somebody who's who's expecting an emotional reaction out of you out of you and well, you've, either, um, developed, you've developed this habit of just not reacting at all people would potentially read that as you being callous well sure I think that could
2: wind up impacting your morality I suspect on things as well you know imagine if you're uh, working on vaccines doing clinical trials and you're thinking about the greater good and so you separate the Emotion around human testing on something that's maybe a bit sketchy because you feel that it's something that we need quickly and need to, you know, jump a few hurdles in order to do something. When you can separate that and justify that in your own mind, I don't know. Mm. I think it's, I think it's just a obviously that's a different sort of tract, but I think it's just a, a technique of partitioning humanity, maybe from. Um, pure rationality i'm not sure hmm.
1: well let's keep going um
2: <laughs> sorry that's... went an
0: extreme turn there <laughs> no that's all right sometimes you gotta yeah, we, <laughs> we don't need uh we don't need socrates to drag things out we can do that ourselves. <laughs> we'll do it ourselves that's right. That's all right <laughs> all right let's jump to six part six
1: Be not elated at an excellence which is not your own. If the horse in his pride were to say, I am handsome, we could bear with it. But when you say with pride, I have a handsome horse, know that the good horse is the ground of your pride. You ask then what you can call your own. The answer is the way you deal with your impressions. Therefore, when you deal with your impressions in accord with nature, Then you may be proud indeed for your pride will be in a good which is your own all right so uh this is an easy one (laughs) there's a bold statement for you Um, so uh horse hang on it's time for an example
2: have you got a handsome horse there He's got a handsome uh, destiny gun, I'm sure.
0: Hey, what a long face! <laughs>
2: Here
1: we go. Here we go. Here is a handsome horse statue. <laughs> so indeed, I got this uh, from Off a previous job. In front of job. a Viking boat. Uh, previous job uh, worked As with some biking? Greek guys and got given a horse statue of some Greek horse <laughs> it does look um,
0: Greek I was going to say that
2: Trojan perhaps got anything hiding <laughs> inside
1: well no it's it's hollow and it's not anatomically yeah, correct that's the problem um, <laughs> it's metal um, yes so uh, what this is basically saying is don't be proud of the the horse statue because it's handsome Um, be proud of your control of your impressions so I think this is an easy one like that makes sense like me being proud of this horse statue makes no sense because I didn't make it I have no control over how it was made or how it looked it just exists
0: why be proud about that right you don't yeah you don't i mean you own it but you don't kind of own its existence or what happens to it Hmm.
1: i'm not responsible for its beauty
0: yes that's a good way to put it yeah so what can you call your own well my impressions the the answer is (laughs) (laughs) and they're not talking about like can you do a good cockney impression What do you do with your impressions?
1: Can you do a Schwarzenegger? I'm not doing Schwarzenegger. That's that's so cliche.
0: (laughs) Come on! (laughs) There it is. There we go. Yeah, I
1: yeah, I think this one's pretty pretty sweet. Um,
0: All right, let me try. But the only part,
1: okay, the only part I will pick apart is the. in accord with nature. So your impression's in accord with nature.
0: Yeah, that's where I was going to go.
1: Yeah. All right, we'll go there. What, what, think,
0: what are your thoughts about this? Well, I wasn't sure. I was hoping maybe you guys could fill me in a little bit. But um, So therefore, deal with your impressions in accord with nature. So I'm not sure what he means by nature. I've got a couple of ideas. One is when he's talking about nature, he's talking about that Socratic idea of um the individual you know the whole republic goes through you know what is justice in the state and what is justice in the individual and then they list those um uh, virtues um so perhaps that's what he's talking about or he could be talking about more um the, i think also in from the republic is that socrates talks about um you know you have natural abilities like um you know if you're good at pottery then be a potter if you're good at soldiering then be a soldier Um, So I don't know whether that's what he means by nature. So I don't know. What did you guys think?
2: I'd previously uh, read something else written about nature in the sense of the stoic writings and all that sort of thing. And it was about that um, quite harmony and balance of the natural order of life and the universe and everything, if you know what I mean. Um, And it was about, yeah, just, balance and rightness and truth. And yeah, I, I mean, nature is, is sort of like literal in the sense that they mean the way of nature. Um, so So being uh, what you
0: are supposed to be.
2: Yeah. And, uh, playing your part in that, in that universal role, um, being true to nature and, you know, in harmony with nature,
1: um interesting
2: yeah and i don't mean like uh being like a tree loving hippie but i think it's just kind of like playing the role which you're intended to play as a a good citizen and um you know looking after your fellow man and that that, that sort of thing you know living up to the virtues as they sort of define I read it differently again so
1: I thought when you're saying deal with your impressions in accordance with nature um, it's like what he's saying about um, your impressions have to be aligned with nature so um, like what we we're talking about the other last week about not wanting like, like not desiring something that isn't in accordance with nature like never wanting your wife to die it's not in accordance oh. with nature, so making. But that sure goes back that...
0: to his whole. Sure. That goes to his whole whole thing about, uh, you know, it is what it is. Um, yeah, so, so, so actually, if something. If there's a storm that blows your house down, then you know that's an event. That, that's nature. Yeah,
1: so so take pride when you control your impressions to align with nature. Hmm. That's, that's with great.
0: the way things are. Literally, yeah. nature, as in what happens, what things are. Yeah, that's how I've read that. Yeah. Hmm. I like I'm your on, reading then. better than mine.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> I just I wonder like we need a Greek scholar on here. Um, let's see if we're gonna get one, uh, but it'd be interesting to know what word is used, what what word is translated from with nature and things like that. Yeah, but, good point. Yeah.
1: Hmm. Well, there we go. Okay, let's uh let's move on to number seven. I'm comfortable to move to seven. Let's go. Part seven. When you are on a voyage and your ship is at anchorage and you disembark to get fresh water, you may pick up a small shellfish or a truffle by the way, but you must keep your attention fixed on the ship and looking towards it constantly to see if the helmsman calls you. And if he does, you have to leave everything or be bundled on board with your legs tied like a sheep. So it is in life. If you have a dear wife or child given you, they are like the shellfish or the truffle. They are very well in their way. Only if the helmsman call, run back to your ship, leave all else, and do not look behind you. And if you are old, never go from far the ship, so that when you are called, you may not fail to appear. Let's do it. Okay. So Ruben, you're saying <laughs> yeah, this, everyone... was,
0: this is my favorite so far. Um, I don't understand it, but um, I, just, I like it when they go on Nautical, Harks Back to the Republic, where uh, Socrates is talking about that ship analogy, where they're all yeah. fighting with the captain. But um, no, I like it. But my question is, the reason I don't understand it is, what, what the hell is the ship in this scenario?
2: uh philosophy i i, <laughs> I must i admit, thought maybe um,
0: I, I thought maybe it's fake i thought is the ship fake so don't
2: miss it. oh I, I must admit i i thought about this more about um and it's probably not right but in that original sort of platonic sense about your life's purpose and um i don't know just maybe not necessarily like your job or something like that, but what is the core focus of, of of your life? Like what's important? And I suppose focusing on the thing that's important rather than getting kind of caught up in the side quests, if you know what I mean. So uh, oh, yeah. when you're playing the Witcher, oh, don't yeah. get stuck on uh, Gwent
0: and instead <laughs> follow the story. <laughs> okay. Wow. That's, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. I like that but then why is it that if you don't do that you will be bundled up with your legs tied like a sheep and dragged onto the yeah, boat well, i'm assuming
2: well no i i i don't think that i think it's more like uh you you're supposed to keep an eye on the ship who's going to like let you know if you're safe because you're probably in some like unsafe harbor just getting um you know water or whatever so you're going to wind up a slave right because that's what used to happen in those ancient times right so i think they're saying you're going to get captured by enemy troops or something like that if you're not paying attention to this to the
0: the core signals and things like that and if he does you have to because, leave everything or be bundled up because you've got to keep looking back constantly to see if the helmsman's calling sides, to you like, hey,
2: hey I will... danger danger you know like yeah i follow i i I, I saw this as a warning, and it's like, uh, um, you know, better to paying attention. That's to... pretty good.
1: You like that's that? That's some up. latency
0: issues. <laughs> well, but... no, that's good. That's pretty good. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. I, I, I must admit, I did, um, a little bit of reading and cheating on this one after I sort of came up with my own idea. <laughs> and that, so that bit I told you is my own idea. I did see some other um, opinions on it being like that the, the, the ship was um, uh, like God or um, I think what Rubes what you may be referring to, like the, the fates or something like that, which was something we talked about Yeah. Um you know, when you sort of went to the afterlife, and it was, you know, basically about living a, uh, a a good life and paying attention and not deviating from 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 that righteous sort of pathway. Maybe not right, righteous, maybe the wrong word, but you know what I mean. No, I think um, it is the right word. Yeah. No,
0: no, I um, think that is the right
2: think, word. I think.
0: I, yeah, keeping I think you on track. Me. Yeah, I think that's the right word. I think you've convinced me because in their in their thought system, they're all about you know the forms. That the, the, what's really important is those virtues, mm-hmm. those higher, those higher purposes. So therefore, to to live that way would be righteous. And, and I guess what he's saying is don't don't let these other things uh, distract you and, and stay focused on that. I mean, once again, he goes to uh, if your dear wife or child. Yeah, it, 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 it kind those. of it sounds like you're saying, look, it, 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 even, even leave your wife and child behind if, if that's what you have to do to, uh, to uh, um, you know, meet your fate, which well, is, you
2: know. I, I think there's also like a, a core thing too, just with this sort of stoic mentality too, that if you are sort of living those fundamental values, um, it's almost like things will sort of take care of themselves, if you know what I mean. Um, because if mm. you're living a, a virtuous life and you're not, um, I don't know, doing ills to other people, why would they seek retribution on you that's going to endanger your family or something like that? You know what I mean? Um, yeah. yeah. And it's kind of like if you look after yourself first, cause you're in control of yourself rather than anything else and you make sure that you stay pure and on the pathway, then, you know, you, you, things will probably be all right. You know what I mean? I mean, they are what they are yeah. anyway, but um <laughs> That's a similar message yeah.
1: to what I've had from personal trainer over the years is like um, you can't be the best dad and husband that you want to be unless you look after yourself first. So if you're eating mm. crap, you're not exercising, you feel horrible all the time. Um, and, and, and you say, oh, the reason I'm doing this is because I'm making sacrifices to look after these other people. Um, Mm. then, you know, well, you're not doing that to the best of your ability because you're neglecting yourself. So I think it's a similar idea.
2: Yeah, um, I think that's definitely part of it. Um, And look, I must say, I give that kind of advice to my wife as well, right? Um, Side conversation here, but like she gets migraines and things and um, quite often if she hasn't sort of eaten properly, um, she might wind up with a migraine, and it will be oh, I'm so busy running after the kids, I didn't even stop to sort of eat lunch or something. And I always use that thing about um, they say on the airlines, you know, fit your own oxygen mask first, because if you don't look after yourself, you can't look after anyone else. Um, and um, I think in a way that's part of this philosophy as well is just get yourself sorted, get yourself on the pathway, and you can help other people and do the right thing as well, you know.
1: I like I like that yeah. example of the mass and the aeroplane. That's a good example.
0: Good way to think about it. Hmm. I like um, I like the I like tags on the end. And if you're and if you're old, never go far from the ship. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, that makes sense <laughs> though. Like, yeah, closer it, to particularly death. if you're in that
2: pathway, right? Cause if you're going to stray at the end of your life, it's like, you're so close. Like you're about to close. to go see the fates and you're going to go and throw it all away now by doing the wrong thing.
0: Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I think that's why initially I, that was the only explanation I could come up with is that that must mean the fates. but it was that sentence that made me think that.
1: Mm. All right. Good instinct. Well, let's, let's keep going. Let's go to, we're on a roll. Let's go to number eight. Let's go. <laughs> Part eight. Ask not that events should happen as you will, but let your will be that events should happen as they do, and you shall have peace. All right, this one's super, super short, uh, number eight, but it's straight to the point.
0: Um, it's I even shortened. Saying, I, 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 okay. I, I even I summarized it. I summarized it to like five words. I'm like, this is basically saying it is what it is.
1: <laughs> it is what it is that should be a t-shirt etetus has said it is what it is <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> along with media that's roughly what he's saying yeah it's like you, no, you can't impart your will on the universe only on your own actions um so if you try and do that no, you're but just seriously
0: gonna... I like I, that's I do hear people say that and and rightfully so like uh hmm. like Particularly if you if you work in an office, people are like, "Why do I have to do this? Why is why is everything so hard?" And then someone was walking and go, "Look, it is what it is. (laughs) You're not going to change it."
2: Yep. And everyone will hate that person. Stop being logical.
0: (laughs) Damn you! (laughs) (laughs) You
2: know. He's saying, "Be be happy that it is what it is." Yeah, saying you have peace. Yeah. So
1: I want that. Yeah. Well,
2: it's it's just like a waste of energy. I think it's the thing. Um, you, you're not going to change it. So you may as well focus on what you can do. Um, so let's, you know, let's uh, I, think about you can, I think it's like, you go. Well, let's think about is it, Like
1: if you're watching a football game and you got Panthers versus Eels, right. And um, you're like, okay, I, rather than desiring Panthers to win, um, which certainly is more likely than the eels winning then this is nrl by the way for our overseas listeners oh, yeah. yeah so australian football which rugby. is not afl but rugby league it's rugby rug, rugby mate rugby league. <laughs> rugby league rugby league um anyway so rather than cheering for your team you would be sitting there going um i hope events happen as they will rather than go panthers or go eels so then that way <laughs> doesn't matter who wins you won because all you wanted was for the game to conclude
0: or, you or happen suck how it you've the went. fun out of watching the game well <laughs> potentially you've sucked you suck the life out is that a problem with this philosophy
1: maybe but maybe then the fun becomes watching everyone else suffer while you're there in bliss
2: <laughs> when, while your team's losing <laughs> because that's the will of the universe
0: yeah <laughs>
2: that got dark
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> i You'll feel at nothing peace. so now i'll i feel nothing about what is happening around me so i'll indulge in other people's suffering with what you just said mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh god i don't know I, I was trying to think of this in terms of um like uh this sounds like really bill and ted again but it's like kind of or maybe even like the Big Lebowski or something. Like, just go with the flow, man. Like, there's no, no point going, you know going against the current. Just uh, get on your uh, on your Lilo and just go. The on Big there,
0: Lebowski. On just just on a side note, the Big Lebowski is like probably my number one favorite movie of all time.
2: Mine too. Yeah, boy. The
0: oh, dude
2: Don't you worry. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I like it, but it's not number one, but I do like it's pretty it. pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah. It's about as close to a number one that I've got. I do like, yeah. uh, the white Russians, which I only drink after watching that. So, um, they were good yeah. anyway. So yes, you'll have peace. If you will, that things work out the way they will. Um, like, I guess well, the other way I think about that is like, if you're going for a test, or you hand in an assignment or something like that and you know, you've done everything you can. And now it's like, I've done it. I've handed it in. The result is a result mm. and letting go you know, just going, whatever the result is, that's now what it is. It's out of my control.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, that's just like, that's just like your opinion, man.
1: <laughs> I was hoping you'd go there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, oh dear, oh,
1: dear. Okay, so let's good. move on to number nine. Part nine. Sickness is a hindrance to the body, but not to the will, unless the will consent. Lameness is a hindrance to the leg, but not to the will. Say this to yourself at each event that happens, for you shall find that though it hinders something else, it will not hinder you. I thought we were okay. Well, yes. Okay, so uh, talking about hindrances to the body, um, and yeah, side note, um, it's it is said that Epictetus did have a dodgy leg, hmm. uh, and one of the uh, folk laws about that is that um, his master was twisting it, and he was saying, "If you keep doing that, you're going to break my leg." and then he kept doing it it's like if you keep doing that you're going to break my leg and then it broke and he's like you broke my leg <laughs>
0: <laughs> Yeah, but it's not the confirmed story, right? they're not
1: sure if he was born with the dud leg or if it was his master but that's the story about if it was his master how it went down
0: either yeah, way it sounds it like the kind of thing but... yeah, <laughs> yeah right exactly <laughs> it sounds like the kind of things that his um, disciples have made up they're like you're yeah, that epic Petus, he's such a boss when he, when his master broke his leg, he's just like, "Yeah, man, it's like the will of the universe." Or whatever. You can you may yeah, break but my leg, he's like, he "Will not break
1: my will." He's like, "I told you that would happen. Why did you do that?" So, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, so thoughts. So you can have an injury, but it doesn't necessarily impact the will, uh, unless the will consents.
0: Well, this um, this did actually. What came to mind for this one is, um, for me, handicap athletes. Um, like the way that you know the. So, the, like the just pure force of will, they become athletes despite, you know, the the disability that they've got, and they compete, and it's pretty, looks like, pretty amazing stuff, really.
2: Yeah, hundred percent. Mm. Yep. Yeah, I think it's just um, yeah, separating the. the... The, the body of and mind and maybe it's about sort of building uh, resilience too. And just, um, you know, I don't think like athletes in general do that sort of thing too, like where they're just kind of, um, you know, it becomes a, a mental game outside of um, a physical game sometimes and um, kind of separating those two things in a, in a way, um, mm. but yeah. I like the example. I think it's just, um, a good mindset, um, just to, just to, um, be able to get through things from a resilient sort of perspective. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I've seen it in practice too. Like with um, people I know who've had cancer, um, you know, to, to, stay strong with their with their mind, even though the body is, um, not doing well, it, uh, yeah, their mind is still strong and they've still got courage and you know, hold up to their values. It's good.
2: Right. But well, you could see it in some apparently. an example like uh Stephen Hawking or something though too. Um I mean that guy you know, is physically like broken, but you know, put his mind to work and just worked his way around it to achieve, you know, amazing stuff.
1: Yeah. Hmm. What were you saying with their ribbon?
0: Uh, yeah, it's gone. I don't know what I was going to say. <laughs> uh, Sorry, Rich. <Bruce. laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, no. Um, um, yeah, I just remembered. No, the, um, the apparently, and if anyone anyone's listening, this is actually a scientist, probably get really upset with me. But apparently that's one of the reasons that uh, they have to do double-blind research for medical stuff, because not only is there the placebo and then the opposite of the placebo effect, Um, but apparently it's accepted that in, um, in medicine, sometimes a person's positive outlook has, has an actual physical effect on their recovery. Yeah. Right. Mm. So that's, that's why you've got things like the placebo effect and there's a technical term for the opposite of the placebo effect as well.
1: Yeah. Interesting. There you go. Well, let's, uh, let's go to 10 part 10. When anything happens to you, always remember to turn to yourself and ask what faculty you have to deal with it. If you see a beautiful boy or a beautiful woman, you will find continence in the faculty to exercise there. If trouble is laid on you, you will find endurance. If ribaldry, you will find patience. And if you train yourself in this habit, your impressions will not carry you away. You're going good. Okay, so um, we've had a shout out to Socrates earlier in the book, and now we're getting um, some shade cast at uh, Glaucon. <laughs> <laughs> so,
0: uh,
1: <laughs> uh, if you see a beautiful boy or a beautiful woman, you'll find confidence in the faculty. Uh, the faculty to
2: exercise <laughs> doesn't have to be beautiful. Can have an imperfection, and it's still okay. It's all good. Yes. Yeah, Glaucon like
1: approves, yeah, like approves of this statement.
0: Uh, now that we've said that you're going to have to figure out which episode we talked about Glaucon and me and I have to uh, link it in the <laughs> description. Yeah. No, you don't have to do that. That's too much. That's too much work. All
1: right. So let's start at the beginning of this, this part. So, um, what do you think about the, what faculty you have to deal with
0: it statement? Uh, what? No, I thought I thought of this as kind of like an extension of what he's been saying about the impressions. Um, so he's um, like you can only control your impressions, but this is kind of like the next step. And it's like, well, if there's something that uh something happens to you, uh you know, ask that question, you know, this is just an impression. But then ask, well what faculties have I got? What can I do?
2: Yeah. I, I must say I uh I actually looked up another translation because I was finding it a bit, um, hard to follow. So if you don't mind, I'll read the other translation, which is really quite different. But anyway,
1: go for it. Um, oh, uh,
2: with every accident, ask yourself what abilities you have for making a proper use of it. If you see an attractive person, you'll find that self-restraint is the ability you have against your desire. If you're in pain, you'll find fortitude. If you hear unpleasant language, you'll find patience. And thus habituated, the appearance of things will not hurry you away along with them.
1: Yeah, that's not bad.
2: Hmm.
0: Wait, can you read that last sentence again?
2: Yeah. Um, uh, you'll find uh, And thus habituated, the appearances of things will not hurry you away along with them.
0: Oh, yeah. Good. That makes
1: sense. So, um, like, for example, you're not going to run off with the chick. <laughs> you will mm-hmm. stick to your uh, original path. You won't get
2: distracted by it. The main squeeze rather than the side chick. <laughs> well, um, that will make, kind of like
0: make some of
1: our um, loved ones happy if applied to The Witcher 3. Um, because that, that'll mean that uh, it won't be um, Yennefer that uh, Gerald hooks up with it'll be uh Triss <laughs>
0: <laughs> not that that person Timmy's finally, Timmy finally hooked into The Witcher 3 um, yes I have five it's, years after it <laughs> better late than never
1: hey look it's taken me two and a half thousand years to get into Socrates so you know <laughs> it's all good you are around five years month? isn't too bad <laughs> <laughs> well aren't, is, aren't our souls like eternal or something didn't we establish that
0: that's right. Yeah, if you uh, if you accept the uh, so crate,
1: there you go. Mm. So yeah. you know, legit. <laughs> um, um, yes, I, I, I do prefer the translation on... too because it removes the awkward part about finding a beautiful boy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, what I find interesting about what what you now that I sort of kind of understand it a little bit more, what I find interesting about that is is um, admitting the fact that um, you know you're supposed to have your impressions and reason with your impressions, but he's also then going a step further and saying, well, those impressions are going to influence you. So it's like you almost mm-hmm. need to then insulate yourself against the, uh, the influence of those impressions.
2: Yeah. Look, I, I think he's, he's trying to get you to be really considered in your approach and self-aware and that you need to, you know, really give strong thought to it and not give in to, Based de- based desires, but sort of applied against those virtues again. Um, in you know, is what you want to do the right thing to do?
0: Yeah, mm.
1: yeah, no, that's good. Well, I think for this week we will stop there, uh, working through the book at part ten. Um, so let's uh, take a little wander. Uh, down to the pub for lots of us, if we can. Missed the pub. (laughs) So, pub for lots of us topic. First one, Green Turismo 7, Lachlan, have you watched any footage for that? My goodness, it looks pretty,
2: it looks so nice. I've got my uh, name on a wait list for a PS5, if that's uh, what you were asking. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, it looks like nice. It's a return to form. that That's what it looks like. So I'm um, I, I yeah, a long time PlayStation and uh, Gran Turismo fanboy. Um Me too. And uh, I hope it doesn't disappoint.
1: Gran Turismo 5. Mercedes here Um, but I always played Gran Turismo 1 I still have my original copy of Gran Turismo 1 which I can Mm. play on my Playstation 2 that I have Yeah. but uh, the thing that I think looks great is they've gone, oh Forza does the whole, you can change the engine and do body kits and all this sort of stuff and they've just taken it a whole other level, so looks like you can order new bodies, you can do body widening you can select any paint color yeah, I, I from any think... manufacturer you unlock it looks amazing
2: yeah look I think that was something that um you know you could do back in stuff like um Gran Turismo 3 and 4 not to like a huge degree but you could still do modifications and things back then and um they sort of moved away from that to being trying to be more of like a really hardcore simulator and so they I think they, they took some of the fun out and um, I think it's great that they're, they're going to have a bit of a a mix now where it's still going to be like a great driving game, but it's going to have a lot of that sort of stuff that like people who are actually into cars, not just driving are going to enjoy. Yeah. You know what I
1: mean? Yeah. Mm. Looks a lot more about the design and giving it your own flavor. looks, looks really good. Have you seen it at all, Ruben? Have you seen how it looks?
0: Uh, not really. just, Tiny bits and pieces, but I just, I just want that licensing system back. I always thought it was the best. I love that you had to like pass challenges to get to that next level of license. So I hope they get that.
1: Yeah, that's back. Yeah, Yeah.
0: I felt like I felt like that was something that was really missing. All right, we're back
1: after a quick glitch there. So Ruben, you were just talking about Green through his moon. You've only seen a few minutes.
0: Oh, I haven't seen much at all. I, I was just saying, I hope they bring back the licensing system. I really like that whole thing where you have to pass these specific challenges to get to that next level. Um, I feel like that was something that was really missing from the Forza stuff. I'm not suggesting they should just straight up rip it off. but yeah, uh, um, I like that structure yeah
1: well it looks like we're still having tech issues so I'll wrap it up there guys um, give us a wave and uh, we'll see all, all of our uh, listeners next week thanks for listening bye
0: until next time see you guys